0: Diversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life? Never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perelli. And this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 136. I'm in the booth with the big three. Michael, the show Pirelli. Grab your popcorn. Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela. And I am Dave, the body, Regina. I'm trying to figure out the weather in New York because just a couple days ago, it was the coldest day of the year. It was like negative something, right? It felt so. The wind chill was negative something. Yes, I is. have a funny story about my gazebo going bye-bye. And then today, it's like a nice sunny 50-degree day. Yep right? Yep. It's kind of like our life.
1: Right? Well, well great, said. great analogy well said. for life. I I mean I was telling you guys a little bit but my money tree, which <laughs> is supposed to be a good omen for deals and like uh uh prosper, being prosperous, got delivered when it was 0 degrees out. So it sat in my driveway for 10 hours. Uh when I got home, I grabbed it, I ran it upstairs like it was like I was trying to bring it back to life. Yep. Took it out of the box, posted a picture. I've never gotten so many people laughing back I,
0: to me. I, <laughs> Listen, and you know I, I'm always supportive of you, but there's times that I want to bust your chops. You should have. Yeah, but then I felt stupid because I'm like, wait, is that obviously it's supposed, supposed to, look? to look like that if he just bought this money tree. So I didn't want to look look dumb
1: and be like, Mike, but why is it dead? I'll be honest. When I pulled it out, I'm like, maybe this is the way it's supposed to look. And then after I posted I put it together. That's not how it's supposed to look. And it was dead. I thought it was a droopy, like a droopy. You know those droopy trees that hang? It was pretty droopy. It was like a willow. Yeah, yes, yes. So- Here's an update. I worked all day. I watered it. I wasn't overwatering because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to put Southern Exposure. I really did my homework here. Southern Exposure? Southern Exposure. So indirect sunlight. Uh, I don't
0: think the south of Greenwich is uh, south. South. It's pretty (laughs) south.
1: Uh, Long story short, we have zero leaves left. Uh, But the root is still intact. So I'm going to try to bring it back to life. All right. Because everyone loves a comeback story. Yes, sir. Correct? Yes, sir. And deals the money tree is going to have a long, long run with me. And when I move to my my building on Greenwich Avenue in the future, that's right. he's going to be the first one that goes in. I like and it. that's going to be a F you to all the botanists <laughs> that are reaching out to me, criticizing me. A lot of people are helpful, but some doubting me. See, And part of it is my whole push this year to say I have no limits. I've told myself forever, and I make jokes to clients, I don't have a green thumb. Mm-hmm. I make jokes to clients, I'm not handy. I'm putting a money tree... Back into its limelight and I'm building an effing fence, which the ground also froze. So I didn't get the <laughs> second post in yet. But the first post is perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. So how's your uh, uh I'm with how's you. your fight with I'm the weather? With we it's, going. it's
0: ironic because the um the last episode we recorded was about patients, right? Literally the very next day I go to uh to the doctor for my Remicade treatment. Okay. And I get there eight thirty, nice and early, got there like eight twenty seven. I look around and nobody's in there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is this is great. So I say to the nurse practitioner, I'm like, oh, I rented out the spot. Like it's for myself. Usually I got my uh, chemo patients that are with me because it's basically a chemo center, and we all sit and get our infusions. So are they? She's Sorry like, to make go this ahead, joke, but no, are no, they no.
1: looking at you and they're like, can I get whatever this guy has? Yes, yes. <laughs> like what people, does this guy have?
0: <laughs> a lot of people do that, but I told you I'm also in full remission. Been in full remission. Yeah. They're keeping me on a very low dose of the Remicade. Um, I used to be on, like, 500 milligrams. Now I'm all the way down to, like, 80 biggies. So it's... Is it's, that a lot? It's good. No, a little bit. A little okay. A little bit. But they need it just to stay in my system. So she's like, well, listen, you know, we let you in at 830, but, like, everyone else is not coming till 9. So I'm like, beautiful. Like, let's get this thing in my arm. Let's get going. It's still a long process. It's an IV. It takes about an hour and a half. Jesus. Um, yeah. So it's it's time consuming. But good spirits. So, like, 9 o'clock, I'm like, oh, there's still nothing here. 9.15, she comes and she puts the the IV in my arm. Yeah. But there's a second piece to it because typically what has to happen is the morning of, they have to tell the doctor, okay, Dave Regina's here, Mike Pirelli's here, whatever it is, send the medication upstairs. So, they send the medication upstairs and then they put that into the bag with the IV yeah. and that's how you get your flow. So, she comes back at, like, 9.30 now. So, this is an hour wait time. Other people are now in here. And still no medication, so she's so like you're just
1: sitting there with a needle in your arm. Yes,
0: nothing going in it. Correct, <laughs> I lose my mind <laughs> literally. Yeah. And then you start like thinking about it. You're like, ah, kind of hurts, but it doesn't, you know. But it's weird. I got to go to the bathroom. Like it, it's it's just weird. So other people are starting to get get there. They're getting a little impatient too because now everyone's kind of hooked up with no medication. And she's like, listen, I know this has taken a long time. I'm like, sweetie, it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. It's okay. But tell them I'm from the News News podcast and hurry up. Right. Like, let's go. I don't, have, yeah. I don't have all day. So 10 o'clock, she comes back and she's like, Dave, I'm so sorry. Now, people are starting to flip out, though. Like, people are like, where the F is my medication? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, I feel you. Yeah, but, like, man. I'm not, like, yeah, really yeah. losing it. 10.30, she finally comes and she's like, Dave, I have your medication. But, like, not. she, she didn't have everybody's medication. <sighs> But they knew we were all on the same yeah, team that yeah, I was yeah. there first, and I, I finally get my meds. It's in, right? different medication, right? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they have chemo. Like you're not
1: taking their medication, correct? No. Yeah, yeah.
0: So she I been gets it. That. I been she, like, it's not yours. She gets it, and she's like, listen, I just have to take your blood pressure because you know we made you wait, and like we don't want your stress to be up. So so I'm like, I'm like, oh boy, but I'm really like handling this well. I thought. Yeah, yeah. So she takes my blood pressure, and I did my box breathing, I swear, probably like six to ten different times I had to do it because I felt my myself rising. Because you're sitting there now two hours with a needle with no medication. Your boy would have got up and left. <laughs> That's what people did, though. People started doing that. Yeah. So then she takes my blood pressure. She's like, oh, good. Boom. Good to go. She went around to everybody else, and their blood pressure was so high that they had to then wait another hour oh. for their pressure to come down. But the point <laughs> is, I succeeded. With the patience and the box breathing, and it was something that I felt like it was a test, but it was only because we had that conversation, and I was aware of, like, exactly what was going on, because if not, I would have lost my my ish. I had to cancel appointments, so I said to her, I'm like, listen, you know, I'm, I'm not upset at you. I'm upset at the situation, though, because, like, I had to cancel some appointments at work. She's like, no, don't worry. I'll write you a letter. I'm like, it's not about the letter. Like, you yeah. know, I'm not, like, punching a clock. I got to be there at a certain time, but... It was the inconvenience. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, now I got to make up this appointment, this appointment. I'm seeing emails go through. And like Mm -hmm. it was just it was a lot of anxiety in a moment that I would have definitely lost it and left. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm going to be the only one that's that's screwed out of this in the long run. So I, I handled it. I handled it well so to add incredible by thank the way thank you thank you that's I, what I I, for.
1: you're a better man than me. i would have left <laughs> I especially left. if they I stuck me in the arm and didn't bring anything for two hours bro but i just i, I hate to re- reiterate this joke but like i can't imagine like some poor person who's going through chemo and stuff and then they see you and they're like this guy's getting some type of treatment yet his <laughs> beard is as full i've ever seen it he's got muscles on muscles and i'm over <laughs> here i if i was a patient there i'd be like can i not be next to this <laughs> guy yes, you know? yes
0: yes um uh,
1: but man. that's awesome i mean that's great i A quick patient success story, which I'll add, is we had a deal on a property. Uh, The agent, um, you know, not to their fault, but their client kind of changed gears on us. And after we set up inspections and whatnot, they backed out. And I talked about previously how I've really worked on not getting emotional in that moment and not giving attitude to the agent because I've been on both sides. And I realize sometimes it's really not your fault. It's just your client changing their mind, which happens. It's an emotional transaction. So I basically told her, I said, listen, you're a pleasure to work with. If anything happens and your deal goes sideways, we'd love to work with you. You just I, I have to take my client elsewhere because it's in their best interest not to get tied up in the money situation, which you are handling well. Like I was very complimentary and very like calm about the whole situation. I think she appreciated it. Mm-hmm. She was like on the verge of tears because she felt bad. Wow. So long story short, two, three weeks pass. We lost another highest and best situation and then i got a call from the 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 other agent of the deal we originally had basically saying hey you know this this other deal fell through um we, they i my clients wanted to bring it back to the open market but i know it's going to be a tricky deal and i like you and i think we'll be able to work well together and not get emotional about you know what happens and really get the deal done so if you guys want it it's yours and i'm like oh look at that like things wow, are turning so a little came, bit came back. so deals the money tree yep. although he doesn't have any leaves might still be working over there. There you go. You know? Beautiful. Maybe he's just cutting a 10 good. before he bulks up again. Well done. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's weird how it's probably one of those situations if like you want a Tesla, you start yes. seeing Teslas. It might be one of those situations where we talk about a topic and
0: mm-hmm. then it just so happens right. to rear its head and we're acknowledging it. And so. Beautiful. You know how life works though. So I had one success and I had one failure. <laughs> Would you one, punch the doctor? Pa- uh, so, <laughs> no, no. Not to do with the doctor. So Matty Reg had his engagement party where the families met- for the very first time, he
1: looks like you now. I, I don't know. Do you realize that?
0: Yeah, I think I guess so. Because he
1: like he's filling out a little yeah. bit, and his stance—it's yeah. literally looking like a twin. No,
0: so it it was beautiful. Chris and Tony's out in Long Island. Food was incredible. Yeah, I mean, oh, the spread was was. So Matt, thanks for the invite. Um, no, I'm <laughs> joking. I'm joking. Well, that was a thing too. I'm joking. I'm joking, no, no, but seriously. So my dad, he he called me. He's like, buddy, what kind of engagement party? I don't know what you know is, is family invited or friends invited. You do a good but impression. all of all him. it was was literally just guy. just the two uh families, families yeah. getting together and meeting for like the first time all together. Nice, because uh, we met individually. Great time. But so I'm on the way. Callie and I driving. No, no, no. Fast forward. Uh, back up a little bit. I wanted to time this thing to where Callie could nap in the car because mm-hmm. I'm like really long ride out to Long Island. Perfect opportunity. She's going to sleep, and then I'm going to wake up as soon as I get there. You know, it's going to be Joel perf- It's going to be perfect. I'm yeah. listening to Joel, the big guy upstairs. Things are going to be great. No, not how it happened. So an hour before we leave, she falls asleep in the house. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be a squeeze, though, to get to Long Island on time. So she naps. She wakes up in a horrendous mood. Mm. Horrendous to the point that she's crying. And then she's crying. And then she starts coughing. And then the barf comes. So then she throws up everywhere. Get her dressed, clean her off. Now we're on our way. And mind you, I'm singing some lullabies to her, trying to make her happy. We're going to see Uncle Matty and Gigi. You know, it's going to be a great time. She's like, no, I don't want to see anybody." You know, the the dramatics begin. Then the nose starts bleeding in the car. Oh, my God. Yeah, the no—I mean, the nose just starts bleeding out of nowhere, and the chick never had a nosebleed in her entire life. <laughs> yeah, right, what two and a half just, year old? What two and a half year old? Callie is a chick. Just start- just starts bleeding out of the nose on the nice white shirt that we had. That we had, uh, you know, and I didn't bring a change of clothes in terms of a nice change of clothes. I brought like her pajamas. <laughs> Right. So I'm like, oh this is this is fucking atrocious. Like, so whatever. W-
1: was she wearing what you changed you into at the wedding or the um whatever they call oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Because no. yeah. So, I saw that and I'm like, something happened.
0: No, pull pull over, you know, really scrub the scrub the shirt. Um, end up getting the blood out, but I Lost patience, called my father. Dad, I'm stopping at your house. You're gonna drive to Long Island. I need two beers ready to go Hell as soon yeah. as I pull up. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I was very impatient. But you know, I ended up making sure that Callie was okay. Did you but yell at her? I don't uh no, I did not because All right, she you, when she was succeeded. when she was bleeding, right? I felt a little bad. But in my head I was like I've never seen a nose bleed in a two years. like what why is your nose bleeding? Murphy's law is like so apparent with kids. I I don't even know. I mean, it was it was just it was odd. It was very odd. Yeah, you know. But it was it was a test of patience. So I I handled it with a nice uh. Dad had the uh, Mick ultra, which is low carb. You know, so I had Hell two of yeah. those on the way. And the I felt, body felt, felt a little it better. Again. <laughs> I felt little low Cal better. guy over here. I posted that video with Dad when I was wearing the mink. That was pretty yes. funny though, right? It's very.
1: It, it, <laughs> I told him. Yes, I like that. Well, the others terrible. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said
0: they're atrocious. They're, atrocious. They're atrocious. awful. Yeah. They're awful. He said I am so embarrassed to you when you wear that. I love
1: it. <laughs> when you uh, wear that, I have a theory. That when you're going to an event where you want to unwind a little bit, that's when it all happens. When there's like something and you see the hope and you're like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. We're going to this little event. They get sick, something happens, you cancel your plans, or <sighs> you have a nightmare getting there. Yeah. And by the time you get there, you really need to drink even more, but you're so stressed. I was
0: close to just saying, Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, day yeah. Yo. Hope, I hope you have, have a, good day. a good day. You know, I'm not coming. Uh, but I didn't do that. The no, only
1: no. saving grace is that people understand. And they're like, yeah, we know. Like
0: sometimes, and if they don't have understand. kids, though, then they and don't. if not,
1: you show them. You're like, look at her, There's blood all over. <laughs> yeah. Like you keep her the way that she is, so right. you can show her to <laughs> someone. Because sometimes it's not easy to tell people, but when you show, them, show like, them, I get it. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, just stay over there with the blood and yeah. the throw up. It's fine. Keep it's it good. there
1: and say, like, listen, you're gonna have to sit in this stuff because yes. we got to show oh Uncle my. Matt why we're late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, all right. So let's stop drinking beers. Let's drink this protein CV. Let them know where we get this protein at. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know. My Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. All right, so today we're going to talk about how to influence people. I think everything that we do in our life, it really comes down to the ability to influence. I mean, if you think about it, whether you're in sales and you're a real estate agent, like my good friend here, Michael, the show Pirelli, mpgre.co, go follow, right? You like Drop the, a follow. You like, you like the plug? But more importantly, <laughs> buy a house. That's right. Um, you know, any any sort of sales, if you're even a teacher, right? Your ability to influence your classroom, if you're a coach, um, it, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. And it doesn't matter the level of leadership that you're in. The goal is to have an ability or find the ability to learn how to almost persuade people, right? It's funny, though, as I was thinking about the, the term influence, it's almost like a healthy manipulation, if, if you will. Yeah, it can right? be used in a lot of ways. Right? Absolutely. Uh, but I think influencing others is about working efficiently and effectively together regardless of any one person's status, right? Okay. Like I feel that I even at work am influenced by individuals around me, even if they might be a part-time employee and not even on a full-time level. Okay. Right. Um, so I don't want this conversation to really be about, you know, you can only influence if you're at a, at a certain level. Right. Um, so what I did was I basically took the things that I believe in my life that I try to apply when it comes to the ability to influence individuals I can say right off the bat, yeah. every time I lift a weight, you influence me to lift more weights. Really? 100%. Why is
1: that? Because I know I have to post it now. And if I <laughs> post it and it's not as impressive, I will be like, Dave's just going to... Even if I hit the, the triple donut... He's, gonna, he's not going to be impressed
0: <laughs> You know what I almost uh, I almost did a post With Davey Donuts And then I was going to question Where's Mikey Munchkins But I, I <laughs> That's I, I th- pretty good I thought that <laughs> was Pretty good I thought that was a little You know Some I of know your what best lines
1: you. I love that stuff I don't <laughs> I don't know why I don't rip that That's incredible Mikey Munchkins <laughs> Is like one of the Funniest <laughs> nicknames I've ever heard um, But yeah You know Fake weights are one thing If you want to show <laughs> That's that, true know, Level
0: fitness fake weights, fake weights yeah. level
1: I actually wrote him a letter I said I don't think it's nice How you, you give your people weights that say 45
0: but it's really 25 to make them feel good (laughs) that's That's not cool come
1: to (laughs) barmiguel show your real weights right
0: um so have you ever thought about though even just as just in sales right as as a lot of real estate is have you ever thought about your skill set in terms of having the ability to influence anybody
1: the thing that i'm conscious of now more than anything is the food brand because that influences like instant so, like, I really think through, like, I don't want to hurt any businesses. Like, I'm doing it to promote and help people. And I've actually been more conscious of my ability in that arena to hurt a business and being very sp- specific and, like, careful not to. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I. it's not that I feel like I have a lot of leverage in that world, but I realize people kind of look to me now, at least locally, like, to where to support and put some dollars so I'm trying to be very conscious of like, would this help this business? Mm-hmm. Am I putting them in a good light? You know, my intention, I'm really more aware of the intention behind influencing, mm-hmm. at least in the food brand. The real estate's a little different because every everything I do, I try to have a positive spin, right? I never want to influence people to have a negative reaction to something and like, uh, you know, F that house or that house is terrible. Yep. Um, my approach now really has morphed into more of like give people the, the info and give your um, personal opinion, but up to, it's up to them to make the decision. So my influence is really more on a informational level mm-hmm. of like I'm influence influencing you by giving you all the data, right? right? If you didn't know that this house couldn't rent for 5000 a month, maybe you wouldn't be influenced to buy it. But I'm not actually pushing them across the finish line. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Which is a different approach because I yep. definitely know some that push a little harder and influence people, which is a different style, which right. is fine. It's not wrong, but like you need to buy this hat, like very mm-hmm. clear cut with things. Where I take a little more of a, it's your decision. I'm just here to make, help you make a, the best one.
0: The best one for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Social media is a, a different beast when it comes to influence. And like I know you have influence in all your arenas, but have you
1: seen where like, have you been surprised by some of your influence in the past?
0: You know where I actually get surprised? And and this is a realization I think that I'm coming to now. The things that I look at as very natural in my life. So, you know, me posting videos with Callie. Mm-hmm. It's effortless. It's it's I'm in the moment. I'm just there. I post it. I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And even in 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 fitness with the gym, yeah. it's a habit of mine that is so ingrained that I don't even think about these things. The most influence that I have is in regards to those two lanes. And then obviously at work professionally, like as a leader, I think there's influence there, but that's a, uh, I, I try to do that intentionally, mm-hmm. right? The other two things I find that might be the gold, right? When people are trying to find what they're good at, you really just have to look at what you do naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have found that, you know, those videos of, of Callie or me in the gym is influential, I guess, to people and their reactions that come back to me, which was a big realization because even with like the podcast stuff, I feel like I'll spend so much time, you know, um, prepping a post of something that's something great that you said, something good that I said. Um, but it has it doesn't have the same effect as me just taking zero effort and posting it in the natural moment, yeah. which is I, I don't know it it messes with your head a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like being the authentic, the best way to influence is like just to be authentic, which is corny to saying cliche, but being authentic, but also showing some type of action. I found specifically like if I post about a property or post about a restaurant. The effect is a lot less than if I actually go view the property, Mm -hmm. walk around it, or actually go eat an item at a restaurant. Mm. So like there's a subtle difference there where a lot of people just kind of post things with an opinion versus an action. Right. And then I found like Dana and Livy have been going to church on Sundays. And, you know, I work usually or I like I'm with Juliana and it's just to have two kids and like get them in there. It's just kind of a nightmare. But Dana has influenced her by saying, Oh, well, mommy's going. Do you want to come? And then now I'm finding myself to be like, well, I want to be a part of that day, Mm -hmm. you know, where, yes, it'd be inconvenient, but she's influencing me just by doing the action where I kind of want to be a part of it. Whereas if she's like, do you want to come is a lot less effective versus her just going,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kids are, kids are incredible when it comes to influence because the negative behavior has an influence on them. Mm -hmm. um, But then also the the positive behavior that that we as parents or, you know. Aunts, uncles, grandparents—you know—put uh, and bestow in the kids. Um, they they start to act that way, and so it's a direct reflection. Sometimes your influence, it doesn't uh, it doesn't directly correlate, but yeah. with the kids, it's very nice to see. Yeah. Um, as I was thinking about this, though, I thought about the thing that I struggled with the most to really, I I think uh, make me a uh, a decent person of influence, and it's it's very cliche, but it's being present. In, in the actual moment, right? And, and learning how to connect with individuals. For a long time, I, you know, and I still have, have so many thoughts in my head. And we spoke about this before on this podcast. But when I'm in conversation with somebody specifically at work, I try to make it a point to be locked in to mm-hmm. that conversation, something that um, I, I, don't, I think it was Dale Carnegie who wrote this incredible book literally 80, 80 freaking years ago. Pat Scanlon, my college coach, put me on. It's literally called How to Influence Others. Read it a long time ago, but it's still very relevant today. And there was a statistic in there that was basically like every conversation that you have with somebody, and Mike is going to laugh because I think he's the opposite when, with with me as well. Yeah. You should be listening 75% of the time and talking Only 25 percent of the time. I think I might be reversed in that. But when it comes to work specifically and I have the meetings to influence others and help others out, I make sure that I stick to that statistic and I'm very conscious of it. And if I feel like I'm talking a little bit too much, I kind of just back up and learn to learn to listen. Uh, But when people can can connect to you emotionally and if you're looking to get better with this, that's the key. You have to figure out somebody else's emotion, right? What's going on deep inside them that will then allow you to connect with that person.
1: It's very well said. There's your 80% right there. <laughs> there you uh, go. No, but so I, I've been thinking a lot lately about being influenced mm-hmm. because I realized I can be pretty easily in certain arenas where I'm not as passionate in areas that I'm passionate. I can't be influenced. I have a, th- I'm, I can be, but it's very hard to change my philosophy on things. Right. Yep. Certain things, but like, you know, I'm getting influenced about like building things and doing this handyman work. And I'm finding that when I connect with the person and understand like the person and their success within that field, yeah, I get inspired to change based on their success and like what they've built lifestyle wise. Right. So that's been like a different uh feeling that I've had towards certain certain things. And then in general, I'm trying to be more of a student because my I've given some advice in the past. It's been it's been people have asked for it, right? Mm-hmm. But when people don't ask for it, I'm just kind of like beating my head against a wall and I'm like why even I want to help people if they ask, but ultimately like if we have a meeting and you want to talk more, I'd love to hear about what you got going on because ultimately like it doesn't matter to me. I I can Anyone can influence you in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You know, even the worst people in the world, they did something that they're probably better than you at. Right. And that's kind of why I'm obsessed with like the UFC, because like a lot of times there's these world class athletes that are at the top of the top of their game. And they bring in specialists to dial in on a certain skill set that they aren't as good as that one person in a regular fight they'd kick their ass. But just in that one little segment of the MMA world and mixed martial arts, they are so beaten out by this person. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the ego to, like, say, all right, well, let's do a regular fight. They focus on their weakness and let the person beat them up. Right. It's like the Kobe approach. He played with his left hand yep. one summer just to get better at his left. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I'm finding, I think that is probably the biggest characteristic that takes people to the next level. You know, when people... Stoicism... Um, he said, like, when you're not – when you think you know it all, you can't learn. Or some, There's, like, a quote that mm-hmm. talks about that, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately because yeah. I know for myself I get in a situation where I think I know more than I do, and I'm less coachable, and I'm trying to just take the approach of, like, I have so much to learn that anyone at any time can give me something that could be life-changing. So definitely try to listen more, and that's – it's hard – because I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions on things. But I, I'm enjoying more of hearing people's stories and then trying to like figure them out. Yeah. you know, Because mm-hmm. no one's figuring me out. Not in one meeting, <laughs> That's right? True. Yeah, no one's absolutely. figuring you out in one meeting. No one's figuring out you in one meeting. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. been, it's been a definitely change of a, a thought process.
0: Yeah. And um, you said a word, and it was coachable. And for me, in my life, if I'm thinking about in, the individuals who have the most influence on me, I would say, you know, my therapist for sure. And then I'm thinking of like my dad. And their ability to educate and encourage is something that I strive for in my own life, right? When somebody has knowledge and can break things down to you and teach you certain things on why maybe the thing that you're doing right now is not the best way, and they're genuinely coming at you with an enc- something encouraging, but backed by a teaching method. I'm finding that I really enjoy that for my own life and my own, um, I guess, ability to to attempt to to level up. Uh, my my father is very good at this because <clears throat> he'll talk to me about, you know, how I how he thinks I should be handling certain things but then he'll also say listen man i am just so proud of you you know at this age like it's very impressive what you're able to do and it's that something something so little like that i don't hear all the time because yeah. i'm not talking to myself that way yeah. um my therapist the same thing right his his ability to teach me certain things and then break it down to me to say listen the habits that you're doing i notice certain tendencies in your relationships that are negative habits Right. So you have to change this because of backed by factual X, Y, Z. Right. And I think I do that to certain individuals. I helped a lot of people lose a lot of weight over the years, specifically when I was a, a trainer. Right. And, you know, a, a lot of these individuals as well. But Frank Perilli, <laughs> no, no, Frankie no. Freshco. <laughs> Fra- oh, yes. Yes. OK. Your dad. I thought oh, you were not my brother. That, no, He's yeah. got no weight to lose. But think about that. Like, you know, that journey for somebody. You're never going to take somebody's advice if that person is not encouraging. Right. If you're just discouraging someone, ah, oh, you're a fat piece of shit. Like, you know, you're never gonna get in shape. But here's a workout for you. That would no. encourage me. It's like, okay, like you might have some, you know, stomach fat to lose here, but like your calves are really good. I know you've never heard that before. But <laughs> but it's a um it, it's an definitely angle. it's definitely a skill set. And really just to just to recap it, it's the ability to educate somebody, but then also encourage somebody while they're in the approach.
1: So do you find challenge in learning from or being influenced by people that are a younger than you and be like in a different part of their life with different circumstances because i know i'm a hypocrite i have a hard time i have more of a competitive approach to those Mm -hmm. types of people where i'm like oh like especially if they're doing better i'll be like oh they had this they had that i make all these excuses versus just kind of Listen to what they got going. On. I'm like, oh, they're doing that right, you know. Kind of discrediting, not discrediting people anymore, and just more like seeing what they're doing mm-hmm. and being like, it is what it is. And yeah, you know, I, there was a there's a thought of like, did you want me to answer the question
0: or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm giving you my thought. I'm listening to you. Go ahead, talk to me. 75% listening. give me the eighty. <laughs> uh, the
1: like when you discredit people or just like say like oh, I'm just going to be competitive against them. I don't think it's a bad thing, but you also have to be like less egotistical about like you know, well they're doing something right. Yeah. That that thought has been something that I've been replaying even people I dislike in mm-hmm. the industry that are doing well that I'm like I don't get it. I'm starting to look and be like well they do this really well. They might be out of their
0: mind, but they're doing something right cuz this is I'm talking you know like yeah. it's hard. Um so, yeah, I mean, to answer the question about the younger thing, for me at work, in my specific world, at this point, it's hard to find somebody younger than me in a higher position. Yeah, yeah. So younger, right? a lo- like a lower position. Right. So I actually, I don't believe that I look at somebody younger and automatically think, oh, you're younger than me. You don't know what you're talking about. We just hired a couple individuals who are definitely younger that we really as a team lean on for some influence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Their influence in the community, their influence over um, their knowledge of today's world. Right. Something that I cannot relate to. Um, but I used to a lot try to find comparison. Um, when I saw somebody doing better than me Mm -hmm. and I would say the same things that, that you're saying, and I would articulate in my head, well, this person got this or this person, you know, they paid for this to get to the top. The reality is, and and this is something that I'm, I'm coming to. And I I truly believe this. If anybody is at that high level and can sustain that over time, they got it. Like there's something you can hate all you want. And I'm not saying that I don't secretly hate from time to time, because that's just not realistic to say, because I definitely do that. Um, but I am very aware of the concept of hard work and discipline and consistency and the ability to influence. And the most successful people really have the culmination of everything. And it's something that I think we're all just working towards. Uh, but I think now in 2023, my ability to understand that is much better than Dave Virginia a couple of years ago. 100%. So I'm actually happy to see people succeed you know yeah. you never really want to see somebody doing better than you per se but i'm genuinely happy for the people in my circle that make more money than me that are doing more than i'm doing yeah um so but, there's not a little level of jealousy because there is yeah you know but it's competitive jealousy. It's good
1: so yeah, the way i've been combating that is like would i trade my my life for them their life right and lose the time or mm-hmm. go back in time right or, and 99 at 100 i mean yeah if you said hey you want to be Mm-hmm. you know whatever your dream thing is maybe right maybe you think about it for a second but most of the time you'd say no mm. and that brings me back to like i'm building my lifestyle how i want and i've chosen specific things to do it that way so i can't go to this other person and then criticize them for doing it another way and then you're measuring apples to apples when it's not right it's an orange and an apple or whatever you want to call it. you're you're probably a banana banana <laughs> to an apple but just um, because my nose is shaped
0: like a banana and it's crooked doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know that. what I'm saying?
1: Um so it's it's hard though. I right off the bat, you know, even like a little kid they're doing something cool and like selling something and you just kind of like think, oh, you don't know anything mm-hmm. because you just discredit them. And I remember feeling, even I still feel that way sometimes where I don't get my respect in a sense of like people take me seriously on things mm-hmm. because of my age. And I use it as a crutch sometimes. Sometimes it's for real. Yep. And I get frustrated with myself when I do that to other people, even in my mind. Mm-hmm. Even when I think that way, I'm like, I hate that. So why am I projecting that on like someone else? Right. Up. It's a constant struggle, all yeah. of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, something I read in uh, read in that book my jacket? that I'm very conscious of at work, and some people they they don't understand this this concept because at times it can seem a little bit foo foo. But I think the concept of learning how to praise a lot, but genuinely, is huge when it comes to influence. Right there's people in this world that are very tough like my grandfather was a very tough dude he had a lot of influence on me but didn't really give me the praise in the moment he was more of like oh i challenged you i knew you were gonna do it but it's i actually have the opposite approach because i remember always trying to seek that approval so it's specifically at work whenever somebody does something good I try to give praise but I try to make sure that it's in a, a genuine way where some people take it like oh you're telling them you know they did a great job for showing up 30 days in a row it's like yeah because they have a lot of other things going on in their life and their ability to come and not use time you know so it's just all about different perspective now take that a step further and I think it's having the ability to minimize people's faults, and then encourage their improvements. There's a lot of leaders, doesn't matter what level you're you're at in terms of leadership, that we highlight our individual's faults, right? If somebody's working for you, you're very, very quick to jump on them for the little thing that they did versus encouraging the improvement, saying, hey, listen, I've seen growth in this aspect to here, but now for the next month, I think it's a really good challenge for us to get to this next level, right, and that's a concept. Though a lot of people, I think, struggle with, and I've been trying to uh, master that, master that skill because I think there's always room for improvement. But if somebody's not feeling encouraged, they're never gonna take your influence, right? And the goal of influence is to be able to have the ability to basically change somebody's thought process or mind in the moment to agree with what it is for your own vision. Right. Um, but it's something at work. I see all, all the time. And if we constantly focus on these faults, you're making them only see negative, And I think that directly takes away from any potential motivation to succeed. Mm-hmm. So just something that I'm conscious of as I was thinking about this. So just
1: kind of like a Batman approach.
0: But the responsibility of having influence is really
1: important. Mm-hmm. And I've found that I'm aligning with causes and things that I feel like I'm have to support because I believe in them and I don't need to support everything but things that I actually want to contribute to I think you kind of with all the positive ability to influence for your personal gain like to be able to influence and give back just because yes. has been really nice mm-hmm. not even a dollar amount just an awareness yes. amount um and that's been something that I've been really enjoying a little more than I thought I would you know because I'm very like focus on building this thing and doing this thing for my personal gain, but then to have the ability to positively influence and like give a, you know, the childhood cancer research awareness thing like that hits so close to home now, mm-hmm. not that we're dealing with it specifically, but I see it constantly and we have people that we know that are dealing with it yep. and just being like, you know, I, I really do think that it's a cause that I believe in. So I have the responsibility to when I can um, contribute in some form. So, like, that whole responsibility, in addition to having kids now, I really think about I'm responsible to kind of live in a way that even if I don't say anything to them, they could look back and say, all right, that was a model that I would like to – kids get attached to more what you do than what you say, Mm -hmm. you know? And I've even found certain things I've done around the house where, like, it's not good. And I'm like, oh, it's not good. Like, I've been on my phone. And then I see her on her phone. Yeah. You know, even though it's a part of our job, yep. we got to do it. Of course. Um, It's definitely a little like a little mirror yep. constantly, which mm-hmm. has been tough to take because it's things that we've been trying to change that we can't or we haven't yet and we're still working on. Mm. But with kids, there's no filter, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like they ah. were like even this morning I was on my phone and like I don't even know if I was doing anything productive. Maybe I was. But her, like, Daddy, look at me. I want to play. Like, Daddy, look at me. That hits. Because you're like, ah. Oh.
0: Yeah, they do that a lot, too. And Ka- Callie's way of doing it is she starts wiling out. Mm-hmm. If she's not getting the attention. Yeah. And she sees me on the phone like a, a couple times after she looks. She looks, she yeah. literally starts like screaming and running around crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it's very smart. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's very smart in her two year old brain because she's getting then what she wants. And yeah. then I realize, oh, wow, I got to go spend time with her because yeah. this is her way of expressing, you know, wow, I need Dally right now, yeah. you know? And that's like the, 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 <laughs> the little influencers
1: are important. Like,
0: yeah, the little influencers.
1: <laughs> that's something to think about too is like in general, you're always constantly getting influenced. And something to think about is what kind of influence do you want to be taken in? What kind of input is coming in? Because mm. everyone has a good willpower and bandwidth, yep. but at a certain point, it just gets overrun. Mm. You know, and I found that with myself. Like when days when my bandwidth is shot, I'll hop on TikTok and just consume crap because I'm like, that's I don't know. I got nothing left. I got nothing left. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answers yeah. to all this. We're just trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, and we're trying to we're trying to listen more too, right? Is there something? Listening. I'm going to ask you a question. Unless you ahead, talk to me.
1: Is there something that you wish you had more influence in? Hmm. Good question.
0: That I wish I had more influence in. Like an
1: arena, like part of your life.
0: I wish I, you know what? And I'm I'm relating this back to my interests. The cigar game.
1: I, exactly what I was thinking. On a
0: real uh, so so again, I I believe there's a level of influence that I have by you know I like I'll post a cigar, people hit me up like, hey, I'm getting into the cigar game, like what's your recommendation? So clearly there's influence there, but I wish I had the ability or I took the leap to do it strategically and intentionally, and then benefit from it in some way, if that makes sense. Selfishly, so I think
1: it's a very right? easy path if you want to do it. If you want to, because do it. you're already doing it.
0: But it's the time that it takes to is it to redo oh, it. I do, but it's more time. At a very high so you level. See, me shaking his head. But
1: when we first started NoSu's podcast, yeah. that was a comment I think we both made at one point. We we're like, it's gonna somehow, it's gonna be you're gonna get lined up with like a big scar company and be like the face. We've said
0: that from the beginning. I mean, Davidoff. My name is David. It just makes sense. Might as well. Davidoff's I phenomenal. I watch beard, all the reviews know. in uh, <laughs> right. London. They do. Yeah, no. So that's something I, I crystal ball if you gave me and, and not that it's not attainable it is yeah. but that definitely then takes away from something else that i do so my, i like the cigar game now because i do it effortlessly yeah. i don't put any thought process i hold a cigar up i happen to have nice hands for a man take a picture it <laughs> <laughs> got the little roly in the background and boom there's a nice wood wall and that's it so mm-hmm. something
1: you influenced me on is not only the cigar game and enjoying that whole process and the meditation aspect of it i actually really do love it now but also the the focus on a certain like hobby you know i've realized that i like a lot of things but mm-hmm. if i really want to enjoy one i kind of have to dive deeper dive in yeah and you dive so deep into the cigar game that i feel like you get a lot more enjoyment per time per hour
0: yeah while doing the cigar game you, you know it's funny you say that now and i'm just connecting something so i believe that there, there's been two specific things that have happened in my life recently that i'm like wow man like there, there's really proof in the influence that we're putting out so one of my best mentors coaches growing up was this guy mike little right and my great names. yes he's actually no silas mentors S- with these names silas's brother silas red's brother
1: silas red you keep throwing great names at. come on give me <laughs> another one i sound like superheroes so
0: so this was in high school and i looked up to mike little man um he would he would be the one that was like just the, the coolest he was probably in his 20s at the time when we you know maybe I was 17 18 so he was a young coach but he was he was diesel he had the body he had the girls he had the jump shot he could still beat us whenever he wanted but he had the mental too good calves great calves great calves great good, athlete good in my around. book but would be the only one that I would really listen to he would have the ability to pull me aside and say listen Dave you're screwing up right now like you need to get your ish right because I felt like he was living that lifestyle mm-hmm. right the other day I saw Mike repost one of my videos. And it was something that we I don't know, we were talking about it on a podcast. And <laughs> go, so, I so I forget what what the specific topic was. But so I wrote to him, I said, Wow, Mike, like, miss you. Thank you for everything that you've done. And this is a big moment for me because I've always you know, looked up to you. I'm, I can't believe you're posting something that I would say. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, what you guys are doing with that podcast is incredible. I actually lean on you guys for motivation. I was like, wow. Did he specify which so, one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm he was just, talking about you. So that was one moment that yeah. I was like, wow, like this is this is real stuff. Pretty cool. The other thing is Nick Arbab. Oh my God. Right? Papa Poops. He's he- one of
1: my favorite people. Probably in the world.
0: he He's one of the most interesting men in yeah. the world. A hundred percent. He's just a good dude. Yes, great dude. Um, He's the one that I started smoking cigars with back in 2011 and 12. That was the morning cigars with the coffees, Dave. Yes, That exactly. was a whole other level. Right, but now you're talking a decade ago. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Over 10 years in this game. So, Nick, the other, I mean, this guy has it. He's got the humidor the size of the wall with all the Cubans in it. It's nice. Nick calls me the other day, and he's like, "What was that cigar that you put me on to the other day?" Um, so I tell him it was a, a warped. It's called Warped Cigar uh, by this guy uh, Kyle Gellis, who's a, a young entrepreneur. He basically took his company from zero took it into Nicaragua where there's the best tobacco seed brings it back and basically now is on the top 25 for cigars so i put nick on and he goes dave you know what i'm sorry to say this man i used to be the guy when it came to cigars he's like now you're the guy to go to i was like wow okay all right this is this is good but so when you say that it's like passing of the torch yes exactly it's a it's a it was a couple moments that I was able to just think back on. Say, damn, some of this shit is working, you know? So
1: my input to this, and I'm going to use your own thing against you, like a Mr. Miyagi move. Oh, boy. I would challenge you to do more of it, whether that's using no snooze as, like, a, a jump-off point, you know, and then you can spin whatever you want off, but, like, doing it because you already do it. Like, you already lived that life. Right, CV? <laughs> would you agree with that? And it's a very cool – like, I've had some meetings – with some people and have some ideas for shows Mm -hmm. that I literally am probably going to pitch and say, like, I have the guy too, if you want (laughs) to do it, like I'll offer you up. Um, because it's just like, like, it makes so much sense, not only for your lifestyle, what you enjoy, you actually live that life. I think your actual, you didn't try to do this, but your brand and like, when people smoke a cigar, I always say this, they want to look like you. Do you know what I mean? I like I when I go that. smoke a cigar, I'm like, oh, I have a beard and tattoos now. Stevie, <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Like I know C V agrees with what I'm saying. Because when we smoke cigars with you, like even on the beach in South Carolina, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like, uh, how do I put this? Doodles? we not gassing
0: you up too much. <laughs> yeah, don't me- I felt
1: like that guy. Turn it red, man. Turn it red I felt like that guy for a while. And I feel like a lot of people who do smoke cigars are chasing that feeling. Mm-hmm. And to have someone, and the reason I get influenced a lot is, Is when that person is something you're like, I want to look like that when I do that action, like when I see Sadiq Hetzovic, whatever the hell his name is, he lifting weights. I'm like, I want to look like that guy when I'm lifting with. So I just think it's like a home run, not to gas CV up either, but like he's got the background in the equipment, in the audio visual, and if he was like reviewing, uh, um, like equipment because he's a freaking gearhead, like I would listen to him because he knows his shit. And whenever we get them on that topic, I like to be influenced by that. Because right. I'm like, what would you use? You know? Mm-hmm. And when that, when an organic conversation happens, I would challenge people to think about it and be like, oh wow, I got really passionate about that. Is there a way I can turn it into something more if I want to? Right. I don't want you to do it and then it ruins cigars for you because it's too much of a business. Mm-hmm. But if you can naturally scratch that itch and get even free cigars from a company right, from, and it like morphs into something. I think that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. When something becomes too business all the time and less passion, yeah. I think you got to hit that happy medium. Yeah, That's the sweet spot for influence. Because if it's too much, I want to make money, the influence is less organic. But when it's organic and there's a balance of like, well, go check it out, I get 10%, that's the sweet spot. Right. Or maybe come
0: out your own line in the future. Yeah. I don't know. Something to think about. Um, something that ties, I think, all of this stuff back together is again something that I try to be so conscious of at work now specifically, but it's the the ability to have complete confidence in what it is that you're you're doing. When you talk to me about the cigar game, it's effortless because I'm confident. When you talk to me about the gym and what it. works for me, I live that life. So I'm very confident. Same. Same same thing at work. Um I don't but, like how you guys laugh at these jokes. But I'm I, like, it could hit But I, I think the the ability to have absolute certainty in what it is that you do really makes a big difference when you're trying to influence others, right? Like I've never had like a coach or a or if I'm thinking of anybody of influence in my life be like, Well, I don't know if I'm the best person for this job. Like, you know, there there's there's a level of of certainty that you need to come with if you're trying to portray your thoughts and ultimately trying to get an outcome out of somebody else there needs to be a, an extreme level of of confidence now that confidence though i don't think that it has to be a my way or a highway mm-hmm. all the time yep. um and something that i uh, i think you guys will laugh at but tony robbins he he talks about being uh insanely persistent yet flexible so, the people who have the most influence and can get people to agree to their terms are, again, insanely persistent yet flexible in their approach, right? But persistence doesn't mean immovable. And I was thinking about you two both because I feel like I was so persistent on trying to get the two of you mother effers to join this wave, right? Can Is that, a, is that true? Like, I, I know we, we've spoke about that. Wait, you mean to start it or stay with it? Oh, well, to start and stay with it. You yeah. know, to, to stay with it, I think, is ultimately that person's decision, right? Yeah, but, yeah. like, I felt so passionate and so confident that my persistence level, though, was through the roof especially when it came to getting you guys on board because I knew that you guys represented the teammates and the partners that I had envisioned. So like when I thought about the two people, it was very obvious to me that it was Mike and CV, Um, but you know, they both were a little hesitant at first. So when I read this Tony Robbins thing, I'm like I think I'd do that. And then even at work, I'm very persistent. I know CV can can, uh, attest to that for sure. But I do think that I have the ability to remain flexible, right? Like mm-hmm. the recordings used to be at my house, then that became inconvenient for for you two. Like, listen, no problem. Like, let's make it work. Yeah, whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever works. And Just now kidding. it's, but now it's the reverse, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no yeah. problem driving forty five minutes to make sure that we can we can accommodate this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you really are looking for a high level of influence at any level stick to Uncle Tony Robbins here and be insanely persistent yet flexible in the approach.
1: I also feel like you took it by the reins. You know, like, I didn't really have a vision of what it would be. You know, I knew I could contribute to it. I knew I wanted to work with you guys. But for me, it wasn't so much like I was pushing an agenda, whereas you had the vision and the control in mind, which helped influence us to kind of go along your path. Mm -hmm. Not that we're not sprinkled in there, obviously, and we're Mm -hmm. influenced in you, but the majority of it, I think because you had a direction you could bring us to that direction
0: versus if we're just like running around a desert it's like right no one's influencing we're just all lost yes and you that's know? that's what i think the the you said the sweet spot before but the sweet spot of influence i do think is rotational right i think at times certain if, times it, yeah, yeah at times you know there's There's things that I have to lean on you for influence. There's times I lean on you for influence, and if you're not, if you're a part of a team, and I do always believe that the team approach is the best approach. Um, I know we've disagreed on this in the past because (laughs) you want control of of everything that you do, but I think you also see now the benefit of having you know partners around you. Right.
1: I think, and we've talked about this off air. I I personally feel if you got to have someone leading and like pushing the vision along because. Mm It's possible two people have very similar visions, but it's rare. So I'd rather bet that like, all right, well, someone's going to lead with a vision and then the other two are going to contribute. You can't have two presidents. Yes, correct. You know? So like by understanding that and everyone being on the same page with that, it makes everything a lot easier because it's we're acting more of in support and less strain against each other. Mm -hmm. So for me in my personal life, like, you know, Dana has a vision. I have a vision. I would say out of everything, I'm really pushing my agenda a little more because she doesn't have a strong feeling against certain things, mm-hmm. and I have a very strong feeling of what I want it to be, Right, which it works, right? In my real estate company, when I decide to make the jump, like, yes, the people that I work with, I'm contributing to to their vision as well, but my company, there are teammates in 100%, but ultimately, it's like what we're going to make it. Majority is going to be the vision that I'm putting out. Right. And as long as people understand that and the expectations are met, it can work really well. Mm-hmm. I just I struggle with when everyone has different visions and we're all, we're all working. You're kind of like pulling each other away from going up. You're just yeah. going outward.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I, and this probably goes without having to say it, but I think you do need to be a reflection of what it is that you're trying to influence. 100%. Right. I think like the worst salesmen in the world are individuals who are trying to push product that they don't use totally or, mess with. or push product or even a uh, not not even a physical product but even a, a, a mental product right if, if you're a, a boss or a leader and you're trying to talk to somebody about you know discipline I don't care if it's kids or adults and you have no level of discipline in your life I think your level of influence is going to be extremely low right so I, I think it's always about looking in the mirror first to make sure that you're living the life that you're trying to influence others to get it sometimes it just comes with a job and you have to do things because but that's probably not like your career path then if it's something that you can't really relate to on a personal level mm-hmm. just things that i'm I'm finding you know a, along the way um, my final thing i just want to share um somebody who's who's definitely influenced my life is uh brendan burchard right and he's a big he's just a big uh you know motivational coach he, he's he's pretty much a, a motivational coach to the highest individuals of influence, if that makes sense. So he's like the the best of the best. But he's got this little technique uh, when it comes to influence, and it's called the cup technique. And cup stands for connect, uplift, and praise, right? So all three of those things, connecting with somebody, uplifting them, having the ability to bring them from one level to the next is not possible without the praise, Right. So it's connect, uplift, and praise. And it's something that, you know, I constantly try to think about because if you have no connection to a person, you're screwed. If you don't have the ability to uplift them and get them from one level to the next, you're screwed. And if you don't show any level of praise, why would that person want to be influenced by you? Right. So those are just questions and, and just things that you can uh, look at in, in your own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, got anything else to, to wrap us up? Because I hate this when this happens, but the Starbies gets empty. empty. And when this Starbies is empty, bad my, things happen. Yeah, bad things happen, you know?
1: That should be their slogan. Like you on the camera and just be when Starby gets empty, bad things happen. <laughs> go get your Starbucks refills unlimited refills. There you go. Um, no, I mean we hit a lot of topics. It's uh, we talked about it before we started recording. This is probably the most challenging mental time probably of my life. And no snooze podcast has really been helpful to get my thoughts out there and think through things and talk to you guys about it. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it. Um, and I'm trying to just be more open in general to influence, but not uh, get unfocused. It's a uh, life is a, a yin yang, and I, I I understand it way more now as I get older. But the the balance of being open to new things and being influenced, but also sticking on the path, it's a it's a challenge. So you know, a lot of times you get blown off course. You just got to get back in the path. So that's how I'm, I'm thinking through things now.
0: Mm. Very good. No, I, I like it, man. I've seen extreme growth in all of us when it comes to just, you know, cause most men, I, I think it's, it's almost a, uh, I don't know, but it's, it's almost this societal norm to not speak about certain things and kind of how you're feeling in the moment. It's kind of corny, I guess, for yeah. a lack of a better word. Um, and I think we've we've been able to find a balance specifically between the three of us, this outlet here with the podcast. Um, but it's helpful. You know, it's very helpful to to speak on certain things and share certain emotions. It doesn't mean that it's a cry fest all the time. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I got to shed a tear or two on, on Mike and CV here. But, you know, for the most part, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so this will bring us to my favorite section. Dave's Dime of the Week. Sponsored by NoSlewShop.com. Dimes, <laughs> dimes, dimes, Good. All right. So this one is by Michael's Uncle Nappy, Napoleon Hill. Oh, my God. All I right. was so confused. <laughs> that what? My uncle. Mike's Uncle Nappy, the big Napoleon Hill. All right. Think twice before you speak because your words and influence will plant the seed of either success or failure in the mind of another. And especially for us in in parenting is big, because it doesn't matter what you say. It's either going to be used in the positive way or the negative way. And it comes out regurgitated right away. I remember saying, oh, shit, the other day. Literally looked over at Callie. She's pointing to the TV. Oh, shit. I'm like, oh, God. It's good uh, usage of it. Though. You know what I did, though? I just ignored it and walked away because (laughs) i'm like i don't want to i don't want to give it life you know if you give it life then it just has more life talked about that The seed grows and grows and grows hopefully like my money tree that's right so shout out uncle nappy yeah deals the money tree go
1: support (laughs) i don't know how i don't know how to grow this thing um man
0: good episode good stuff i need a nap all right good see uncle nappy michael nappy pirelli I need um, to nap and do calves. <laughs> that's true. All right. So, Mikey's going to go nap and do calves. I am going to go refill my Starbucks at the free Lexus dealership. What do you got? You're the body and now the smoke. The smoke. I don't know. I don't know. I got to be careful with that. I don't know. Right, all the smoke. Yeah. It's like the... be really healthy, but smoke cigars. It's a good balance.
1: But though. don't you say, like, <laughs> cigars aren't necessarily bad for you? Well, so scientifically, yeah, the, the,
0: the science. big science. The big science. I still don't understand it all. The big science. There is no link, no link to any sort of oh, lung. No, no, any lung cancer, and cigar smoking. Now there has been, what? Yeah, CV points to his mouth. There has been links to cancer of the mouth when it comes to cigars. However, the percentage is nearly nil. Factual. Oh my God. For any level of cancer with one cigar per day. That's on the National Cancer Society website or whatever it is. The thoughts and opinions on this podcast are not shared by all members. (laughs) So listen, go smoke a cigar, go drink a coffee, go have a little nappy. Uh, But until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Thanks for listening. Are people still listening? I don't know. That's another Effie in the Books.
1: Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on.